Hello everyone, welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. Thank you for joining me today. As always, I am joined by my co-host, the host of Jack AM on Twitch, Jack Allison. And join us for the first time ever today, special guest Aaron Thorpe of the Trillbillies. Aaron, welcome to the show. This is in fact the first time we've officially had Trillbilly on struggle session we had tom on a live show a mm-hmm. remote live show and we had i had uh, tanya on vampire castle talking about lesbian vampire movies but you're the first trillbilly to actually be on struggle session uh pro- wow. proper uh this was a diversity hire and i'm very happy <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> have you meet this uh quota for us thank you so much Thank you for having me. I was going to say, uh, if I was going to be the first trillbilly, it's best that's the first black trillbilly. So, you know, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a, that's an occasion that we should definitely be happy about. But no, I, yeah. um, thanks for having me on. I'm like I was telling you guys before, I'm a big fan of the show. So uh, I'm just like psyched to be here and talk about one of my favorite comic books. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, folks, after being savagely owned by a new breed of superhero (laughs) superman (laughs) retreats to his fortress of solitude for decades Mm -hmm. until (laughs) to live in like the hollow deck pretty much he like lives on the hollow deck in the fortress of solitude actually that's like as owned as you can get to live in like a hollow deck of your childhood home like he was owned so bad he just wanted to live in vr kansas he reverted to childhood yeah yeah (laughs) until this new breed of heroes get so extreme they have too many guns too many pouches that finally superman (laughs) comes back and says he's going to make superheroes great again almost (laughs) literally in this comic and that is kingdom come and it's kind of on the nose that after he says that he does start like a fascist operation almost immediately literally has a gulag and, yeah. and which they tech, like not only do characters who are against the gulag call it a gulag and i was like okay like lex luther's calling it a gulag then superman's like send them to the gulag i'm like superman yeah. is saying gulag they're officially calling it a gulag <laughs> and, and not not to get too far ahead but like there's this uh, there's a scene where wonder woman says to him like you know we're gonna have to build a prison and he says you know i don't want to cross that fascistic line and she's like well we're already there like she straight up just says like yeah we're we're just gonna be fascists i guess that makes sense to me that works oh we already are okay yeah that works exactly so what did so i i've I've read this comic before a couple times before um i think i've read it probably maybe the year after it came out i've always been interested in it obviously the art is absolutely breathtaking some the, maybe the if you maybe the best comic 
but for art that uh, you can see. I saw, and Aaron, I saw you talking about it, uh, and that's why I wanted to uh, do this episode because we hadn't really discussed it that much. And I'm going back and rereading it, I find it kind of interesting, like how much of later DC just pulls from this, how much this pulls from the Alan Moore Twilight of the Super. I, I was going to say we'll the get Alan into Moore it thing, a little yeah. bit, but Aaron, you 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 kind of sparked this topic. So what was it about Kingdom Come that you know fascinated you and uh, made you want to talk about it? Originally, like the the comment came from um, somebody arguing with me about uh, the portrayal of Superman, a depiction of Superman, whether or not he should be portrayed as like a completely optimistic, hopeful character, or he should take on a grittier, grimmer, darker turn, which we'll get to it. But I think the Kingdom Come reflects that eventual turn. Well, not eventual, I guess, because in the 80s, comic books, especially with people like Frank Miller, there were darker, grimmer comic book stories. But it's a meta commentary itself on, you know, this twilight golden age of superheroes versus this younger, darker generation. And what I was trying to say in the comment was, well, Superman has definitely been betrayed as a dark character in Kingdom Come, which is one of those stories where he kind of has to um, contend morally with his position as a god in this world with allowing humanity to kind of have its own autonomy autonomy and independence or whether or not superheroes should basically be kind of like the way Alan Moore described them, like these fascistic overlords, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I read it like when I was in high school. And I mean, as you said, Leslie, the artwork, like the um, the photorealistic, I guess, like watercolor artwork was like from um, Alex Ross was just the most beautiful thing like I had ever seen. And it's funny now when you watch superhero movies and they, you know, they have essentially just people in like fucking costumes and tights, right? Like or Christopher Reeve, for example. But somehow Alex Ross made yeah. like the, the model that he used, I guess, was supposed to be an older Christopher Reeve for Superman and Kingdom Come. But it just looks great, man. So um, I don't know. I think that like I was thinking, too, that um, another comment, I guess, that brought up Kingdom Come was why doesn't DC or Warner Brothers for these movies this established um, universe, why don't they just throw it out the fucking window and just say, hey, let's just focus on Elseworlds. And yes. Kingdom Come was one of the things that came to my mind where I was like, this would be a perfect, like, just standalone film that they could do. And I mean, even if they wanted, they could fucking get Michael Keaton to come back and he would play like older <laughs> Batman, you know, like, but um, yeah, I would love to see that as well, just depicted in live action. And probably DC Warner Brothers might do as an animated film and probably fuck it up, but yeah, to answer your question, just have one of the most already? comics. I'm, I'm nah. honestly shocked that they have not already done one of those nah. direct to DVD animated ones. Well, I one have with... a I have a theory somewhere. Uh-huh. I feel like the reason that Kingdom Come of all these times, because Kingdom Come was very well regarded. Yeah, when it very came popular. Out, people lost their mind uh, yeah. for this comic. And I think this is one still... I remember. Like my my dad didn't read superhero comics, but we went to comic stores, and I do remember my dad like religiously buying the Kingdom Comes and loving Kingdom Come. We had like the original books. It was also kind of a you know an attempt at D- to, by DC to almost do like what they do now with the uh, the Earth One books, which was like. Yeah. It it was published even kind of more like a trade paperback with like a a spine and everything like that. You know, it, it was it stood out even in the comic book store. You know, as a prestige work. And my theory is that Grant Morrison just stole so much shit from this. Grant Morrison <laughs> stole so much shit from this that they don't want this to be made into like an Elseworlds movie or something because people <laughs> will look at this and see like, wait a minute, this is where like the first. 
people brought back like the international Batman. This is the first yeah. time that people are saying the seven soldiers of victory are important. A lot. This is a, hey, uh, this Batman and Talia al Ghul's son being important. Hey, it starts here. You're absolutely right, you know, because when I, now that I think about it, a lot of the stuff that came after, like, you know, DCs, they've incorporated in, like, how many fucking reboots has it been now? I don't know. They had the new 52, right. and then, like, I know they had one, like, a couple years after that, most recently. And I noticed that a lot of these characters and even plot lines that weren't direct sequels to Kingdom Come, because I guess there were direct sequels to Kingdom Come, right? Yeah. Where Kingdom yeah. Come Superman, I think in the Justice Society uh, series, I forget written by who, where Kingdom was, Come Superman comes I think in. it's still Mark Wade. Yeah, I think it's still Mark Wade doing that, but different DC art, Corp- though. Different well, we art. Should, we, should, we huh. should mention that there was hmm. supposed to be a direct sequel to Kingdom uh, Come, but Alex Ross, I think, uh, ended up quitting the project because he just didn't agree with uh, Mark Wade on how the uh, on the like the creative vision. Really, of it. really, I would have been interested to see that because I know they kind of had like the sequel that kind of was embedded in the Justice Society series. But I mean, one the artwork. I'm sorry if you can't include that kind of artwork. You know, the the one the Alex Ross artwork, like his specific artwork, it kind of just falls flat in my opinion because that was. That was such a big, like, for me, defining landmark uh-huh. detail of this comic because I'd never seen anything else like it. I'd never yeah. read Marvels, you know, so I didn't read that before. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, the art was just one thing that I yeah. felt like really set this apart. It's very similar to Marvels, and Marvels is good, too. But I do think that, you know, Marvels was kind of all about the sort of existing Marvel heroes. Mm -hmm. And there is something really fun about the invention in this book. Like, it's actually kind of weird because, like... What what is most fun in this book is kind of like all the extreme heroes, all the extreme yes. image like heroes yeah. that he gets to create yeah. and put in there, and they're all really cool. Like it's and cool to see like old grim Superman, and it's like it actually kind of runs contrary to what the plot is trying to tell you, which is like that these guys suck. I'm like I kind of <laughs> think like all the young characters are like kind of cool <laughs> that they you know throw in prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I think the Matrix, which came out in 99, but the whole kind of mid to late 90s sort of kind of cultural malaise that everybody was feeling due Mm -hmm. to like, you know, neoliberalism, like maybe like, you know, 20 years out. I think that all the culture, the the Matrix um, being one of these things and even Kingdom Come, there is a sort of like cyberpunk, like gritty appeal to all of this shit, you know, and I think with all the younger generation of heroes and the the futurelessness, right? Because that's the uh-huh. whole thing in this, right? Is that if there's futurelessness because all of these um, gods and legends of yesteryear are no longer here. Like Alex Ross and uh, Mark Wade, as the writer, Alex Ross is like depicting it, did a really good job of capturing that like mid to late 90s kind of like, you know, cultural, like social malaise that. I didn't recognize until like I like revisited it today, you know, I think it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I do think that there was a kind of, you know, pre 9-11, like the most end of history feeling ever. You know, it was like, oh, we're going into the new millennium. Like I look back on the 90s and you're just like, man, it was just like 
It was what a party. Honestly, it's just like they didn't know what the fuck was coming for them. They had no idea what was coming around the bend uh, and what the rest of America would look like. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. And and you know, I think also you know very clearly, um, we just did an episode on the uh, the first image comics, and I think it's really clearly you know a kind of riff on these new Rob Liefeld sort of. Yeah, Jim I was just Lee thinking of Rob Liefeld. Yeah. yeah, like Wildcats and the ones we just read. You know, and I think like they very specifically designed them that way. Now, I do think it's funny because I do think the young characters are cool or whatever. Yeah, but they again, are objectively this, cooler. <laughs> this is also one of these weird DC comics, and this came before you know a lot of them but this is one of these weird dc comics that they do often which is just about how good their characters are like they do these <laughs> comics where the the moral of the story is like superman is one of the best characters ever or whatever and we should be happy with the classic characters because they're great and yeah. this one it feels kind of thin i i the, the art amazing but they're writing yeah. thin like the main it was thinner than i remember between, certainly yeah the main contention between the heroes is the new ones kill and the old ones don't kill. And that's like the only yeah. like real difference of opinion. Like Superman's yeah. willing to create like a massive turn Kansas into a massive prison. Right. Yeah. But he's not willing to kill. So that makes him better <laughs> than every other of the new superheroes, which is just like, I mean, I, I don't think the writing in itself is necessarily bad, but that is like, it's a very comic booky thing, and yes. after yeah. reading so much Alan Moore, it's just there's <laughs> yeah. not a lot of nuance uh, yeah. in the and, themes here. And the only other difference, too, I guess, is that these these old older heroes um, didn't kind of like lead humanity. Like it wasn't a paternalistic sort of like relationship with humanity, right? Superman is supposed to inspire people. Batman's supposed to inspire people to kind of like realize like what they can become and take their destiny into their own hands, which the newer generation, I guess, are the ones that are kind of force feeding like, you know, like society, like, oh, this is comfort, this is security, this is safety, X, Y, and Z. But it is, it really kind of rings like, I mean, it rings false because everyone yeah. looks to Superman when he comes back like a god. Like he's literally <laughs> like, it's called Kingdom Come, you know what I mean? Like. Sometimes these DC comics, like Mark Wade is one of these guys that I'm like, maybe you like DC comics too much to be writing DC <laughs> comics. Like maybe you're like a little too weird about like Superman and the Flash. And and, and yeah, I, I kind of do think like I love I, I like this comic a lot. I liked rereading it. Um, but I agree with Leslie that this was a thinner plot than I remembered. I, as I as I reread it, I was kind of like, OK, like what's cool about this is a lot of the future DC stuff like. Yeah. Like the yeah. core storyline being about like again we have to go back to the classic heroes and you know like Leslie said make make yeah. DC heroes great again yeah. return <laughs> return to tradition yeah return like, yeah. exactly I mean also like you know you can even point out I'm like you know there's been a lot of diversifying in DC sort of in the last couple decades mm -hmm. but in this comic it's like very clear it's like. Uh, the the young heroes like they are more diverse and we're just yeah. saying like all the old white heroes are like <laughs> exactly. way better <laughs> it's like superman old white guy kind of shows up and just starts like arresting all the young black heroes <laughs> and putting them in a like green, and shit. green lantern is literally like separated away from humanity yeah. like in a cross and like a, a fucking a green citadel yeah <laughs> it's like it's like all that shit i thought was cool and i'm like okay the design of batman in his robot armor and the bat Batman robots are cool, but I'm like, you know, 
Leslie mentioned earlier, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think it cribs a lot from Alan Moore's um, proposal for Twilight of the Superheroes, was, mm. which was this kind of futuristic DC has gone to ruin and everyone is fucked up kind of thing. And I'm like, I just, I feel like all the world building is so cool and the designs are so mm. cool, but the story just like kind of just lives in this corny kind of loving DC Silver Age too much as the, as yeah. the more space let yeah. me give uh, mark way a little bit of help here because part, when he was writing the comic and i think when you see the alex ross art you'll see the problem that he might have had writing this like the art is just huge massive some yeah. of the greatest art uh, you ever see where's the room for the subplots for all the secondary characters there yeah. wasn't like he had like story extra yeah. stories written out for the younger heroes but that that's just absent we only see those characters we just see the character all the brand new characters yeah. have no stories we just they see don't even them. have lines they're just like in the background like especially yeah. like batman's like um this this i guess mankind liberation front or whatever that luther's doing and i guess oh, it's yeah. basically batman's the outsiders but there are so many younger, like the progeny of all these older heroes. And I think there was like, I remember with the, um, when I had the trade paperback that in the back of it, you could flip to where it told you all of the names of these younger generation yeah. heroes and they would kind of give you a little bit of bat, like one sentence on them. And I was just like, dude, this is like so fucking cool. Like, you know, yeah. the Flash has this daughter now, you know what I'm saying? Like she's a redhead and she has this really cool fucking jacket. And like... All of these other characters, like Wildcat, for example, is literally like a werecat, you know what I mean? Like this kid. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't learn about any of these characters, and it was just kind of like, that's where it was a little bit disappointing, because it just refocuses on Superman, Batman, and Wonder yeah. Woman, you know? Again, it's one of these weird things where I'm like, you know, you said earlier, it's like, it's almost like the what 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 makes the book cool kind of runs contrary to its themes like it's yeah. like i am excited to see all this future shit and like that's actually like when dc is at its coolest is when they have done when they're like you know passing down the torch to Moving legacy heroes forward, that are yeah, different and weird exactly. and stuff like that but they keep fucking just wanting to go back to the same core five characters that the writers knew from like the 1960s or whatever and that's like again like basically the moral of this comic is like it's you know you should just, as fuck. it's like it's like just just be happy with clark kent superman <laughs> diana wonder woman bruce batman and hal jordan green lantern never a green lantern except for hal jordan and well you, actually technically it's, I know alan, it's scott. alan scott, it's alan scott yes yeah. i do it, it, it feels scott. like yeah it does feel it like feels, it, feels, it does feels feel like, like, hal, like it feels like parallax hal it does yeah, exactly. Does, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I guess Parallax is like probably just a direct rip of that one panel. Shit. Like the design of Parallax, pretty much is that panel. Wait, I thought Parallax was first. I think Parallax, like Parallax. the monster, but not him in the armor, was it? I think Zero Hour. Was Zero Hour, I think. Oh, okay. yeah, a couple okay. years. Fair enough. Yeah, a couple fair of years. Enough. Okay, 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 fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Okay. God, you're, do y'all remember Zero Hour? That shit. Yeah, that Zero Hour. I never. <laughs> Zero okay. Hour. That was right before that I got, I like, my thing was, what was it? It was um, Infinite Crisis, Identity oh, yeah, Crisis, Christ like all that oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. So we're like the early okay. aughts. So I, I didn't get in when like, what, what, Hal Jordan like just decimates yeah. like coast, like what city it, or something? It, it's or some a shit? mess. It's a mess. Like, that. well, that's, that's at the end of Return of Super, or uh, Death, Death and Return of Superman is mm -hmm. like, you know, Mongol destroys Coast City and that drives Hal Jordan insane. And so then he becomes Parallax or whatever. <laughs> okay. Like, evil. 
Green Lantern. Um, and Zero Hour is, yeah, like, it's a fucking mess. It's like Captain... A- it was supposed to be Captain Adam who was the villain in it, but mm-hmm. everybody, like, realized that ahead of time, so they changed it to Hawk from Hawk and Dove, even though it doesn't oh, make yeah, any sense really at nice. all. And so it's like Hawk going through the timeline and, like, Parallax is creating a new timeline. It's like another attempt at Crisis on Infinite Earths that just is a fucking disaster it made things more confusing really i mean this is like this is inside but it's just like i feel like it's kind of similar i guess with the themes with kingdom come it's like dc constantly has these events and i mean i guess marvel i don't know i'm not i haven't really not not not, not, in not this really way, right not in this way it they have re- big events but not like rebuilding rebuilding their and rebooting and resetting yeah, yeah i just don't get it man i don't get there's it. something a little too like there's something so reflexive about dc and they're so self-obsessed with their like weird continuity like i swear to god zero hour was one of like five separate events that are all just trying to figure out how the legion of superheroes can fit in like that's literally <laughs> yeah. all it is it's like they're just obsessed i'm like just fucking have the legion of superheroes in the future and fucking forget about it don't yeah, worry like, about it like yeah like in kingdom come actually there's a panel in kingdom come where um and they just yeah, fuck they the legion of superheroes just yeah. fuck off right they're yeah, yeah, like yeah. and i'm kind of but just I'm like humans like, suck uh this century sucks we're leaving bye yeah. i mean listen if i could if i could right now fuck off to the 31st century i understand is what i'm saying here i am in the 21st century and i'm like yeah if i could fuck off i would would big time <laughs> but but it kind of made me think like yo okay so if the, they're like if they're if superboy and all the legion of superheroes is in 31st century then i guess the events of kingdom come must have turned out fine then like i guess <laughs> it could body, be like a, it could be like, like a star it could be like a star trek thing where there was they had the eugenics wars and <laughs> you know the and everything but then things got better by the 31st century <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things got better after all that horrible shit so let's get into it a little bit so the framing device for Mm. the story (laughs) where you follow this pastor who just happens to be with uh, Sandman Wesley Dodd as he passes away why I don't fucking know because I actually (laughs) think the comic would be a lot cooler if it was just like Sandman I don't know why yeah uh, it was like a a fever dream as he's like dying like the whole four issues is just a fever dream of him like dying and like being shuttled around to like other places (laughs) to see events and shit yeah been I, I, I don't know this, why it's this... like a Unitarian preacher for some reason. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I, originally, I... this comic was supposed to be called the Heroic Age, but Mark Wade just got this biblical, you know, bug up his butt, and so made it called it Kingdom Come and had a preacher yeah. and like half a, a significant portion of the comic is like Bible quotes, which yeah, literally, you know, not the best. You, I think, the, not the best use of the pages. I can't, I mean, okay, so. A uh, couple things here. Uh, number one, I've read this comic a lot, like since I was like a teenager, and I think this might be the first time I haven't just like almost skipped over all of the preacher's lines. Like I feel like <laughs> when I was younger, I would just kind of like skip, like kind of like like just like sort of skim that stuff to get to yeah. the Superman stuff. But this time <laughs> I really like 30% did try to like. Though. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I was just be like, okay, let's get this guy boring, 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 Superman. Um, I will say, I think that. This is almost like a cheat by Mark Wade and an effective one because I think this is what makes the book prestige. I think him like using all these Bible quotes like was a was a very effective cheat to make it seem very very important yeah. um, by yeah. using a, a priest and and using all these quotes. I think it is just like 
you know, a, a, yeah, like a shortcut to having a bunch of stuff to quote that makes it seem a lot more important and serious. And it's also evocative, obviously, of like the Iliad and, you know, Dante and, you know, having, you know, this, uh, this representative of humanity being led through the spectral realm by this, by the angel, uh, the specter. But that sort of storytelling works a lot better in prose and poetry than a comic book. In the, in the comic yeah. book, it's just like not that dynamic. And there's just there's more stuff that you could be showing us, like the other secondary characters. I, I'm not Absolutely. sure what the frame device adds to it, except Jack making it feel like a prestige. Like, oh, this is yeah. like a book book. It's this serious. Is like a myth yeah. myth, you know. Yeah. 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 And, and in some ways, it's like also there. there's only four issues of this, you know, and and. You know, you don't necessarily need a viewpoint character in a big, you know, story like yeah. this. Like, you yeah. can, like, the, like I as the reader can kind of be the one bouncing around from scene to scene. Like, I didn't need a reason to cut from, you know, the, the Justice League tower back down to Earth, other than like that's where the action is happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think Norman McKay's character, that was the, the preacher's character. I think he was yeah. supposed to serve as like. Um, like a stand-in for the reader um, um, being introduced to this new chaotic world with these darker, like, younger heroes. But, I mean, if you're the reader, chances are you are familiar with DC's, not Golden Age necessarily, but these rosier depictions, or at least DC's right. present, right? You're not yeah. coming into this, like, as if you would come into a movie, you know, <laughs> that you've never seen before, of a franchise you've never seen before, or maybe an original screenplay, and yeah. you know what I mean? This, like he served as like yeah. this kind of intermediary for the audience, but it's kind of unneeded when it's a fucking comic book with characters that have existed for 60 years. You know what I mean? And I Aaron, I think you just described why I never bothered to read Marvels, actually, because it's like I already know who Spider-Man is. I'm like, I'm not going to marvel at him, no matter how good Alex Ross's art is. I actually ne- I realized I never got around to it because I didn't understand, like, the point. Like, we, it's we fine. do know these characters. We can yeah. jump in to, yeah. you know, a new interesting story. We get Absolutely. it. Yeah, I ultimately this time kind of felt, you know, that the the framing device it felt a little more like an affect to me. It felt a little affected and a little like, yeah. you know, kind of just, you know, ornate for the sake of doing it. And um, like a little bit pretentious almost. Yeah, it made it it felt a little pretentious and also sort of in view of this being kind of like a. It almost it's like a very conservative text in its own oh, yes. way and then it's like yeah. to also make it like very biblical also kind of adds <laughs> to the sort of conservative feel of it man, and the, the... <laughs> you're so right because man when i like um fortunately i didn't have um i lent my copy to a friend years ago and never got it back so i like today when i was like reading it again i was doing it online but rereading it yet mm-hmm. like on the computer i was so like kind of like taken aback by like now that my politics have shifted realizing like how reactionary like this text actually is you know what i mean like the fact that wonder woman straight up is like yeah we're gonna have to be fascist i mean wonder woman (laughs) and batman are like literally like yeah we're gonna be have to be fascist and run a police state Whereas, Batman is also like running Gotham, like where like people that are like jaywalking <laughs> have giant fucking robots come down and like yeah, it's like harassing people at night and shit. Yeah, and and the Flash basically is doing the exact same thing in his case, <laughs> like keeping constant vigilant watch against All crime. Of them and are. Is, and Green it's Lancer, just taken yeah. for yeah. yeah, it's just taken for granted that like this is what 
super, the best thing superheroes can do with the po their power. The only thing they can do. Now, I do want to say of the writing that I really loved was Batman's writing. I think Mark yeah. Wade really captured yeah. like Batman, like that really popped on the page for me. I was yeah. like, wow, that is a really good take on Batman as like this, you know, future, you know, guy fascist, you know, <laughs> running the technocracy yeah. in fucking <laughs> Gotham. Like, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially when um, you know, there's that scene, Leslie, you'd posted on Twitter where Superman comes to um, Batcave to try to recruit him, you know, and he's saying like, I've created a paradise, and Superman says something like, "What are you trying to turn everyone in Gotham into a superstitiously cowardly lot?" And he's like, <laughs> "Well, they'll fear me more than they trust you." And I was just like, "God damn, yo, that shit is like <laughs> legit." Because I'm yeah. no dead ass. Like, this is the reason why the whole Batman discourse about him being a fascist. This is where it's like exemplified best because it's like, yeah, why wouldn't he be right if he yeah. has the resources <laughs> to turn Gotham into a police state? Idea. Why the fuck would he do it? Yeah. <laughs> again, it's also again one of these weird things where I'm like, that's such a cool idea. And if someone like Alan Moore was writing it, we get to play with like that, you know, what that actually is. But again, the moral of this story is like, yeah, Bruce Wayne is better than these other heroes. Like this yeah. guy, like who ended up just becoming a psycho and having robots <laughs> patrolling the streets all the time. Like you know, that is a better class of hero than these guys that use guns and have. Uh, pouches <laughs> well now that I'm thinking about it we're talking about the twilight of the superheroes I didn't have a chance to reread it it is 30 pages long what do you gentlemen yeah. think about us taking you know another doing an episode of our Alan, uh, our Alan Moore series reading that one and kind of doing a deep dive on on that at some point would y'all be down with that I would be down yeah. with that man and um actually you have to refresh so so this was taken from Kingdom Come was taken from this Twilight well, of the Superheroes work that Alan Moore had been working on, right? Because I remember so, when I first got into this 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 um comic that I had heard that, but it's been so long. So yeah. it's it, it's not. I don't think it's a a. I don't think it's an a, you know something that has been like acknowledged or anybody says. But there they was a for obvious yeah. Reasons. There was a thirty. Pa I mean, basically a lot has been ripped off from this. But there was a thirty-page outline that Alan Moore did for a big DC event called Twilight of the Superheroes, and it, it's a very detailed outline of what the story was going to be and everything like that. Um, and it also takes place in a kind of dystopic, you know, um, you know, dystopic, you know, DC future. Yeah, with a similar framing device, except it's John Constantine instead oh, of what should have, which would have been, I think. That would have been way cooler. Yeah, it would have cool. been way cooler. Um, we'll, I, I think we should go back and get into it because it's really, really detailed yeah, yeah, and yeah. really, really interesting. Yeah. And folks, if you, I'll link it down. in the show notes, everyone, so you can read it. And uh, we'll maybe do that episode in a, oh, a week yeah. or two. Yeah, I'd be down, man. I'd be yeah, down I'd be to down. read it and come back. Hell yeah. But yeah, definitely oh. uh, checked out because they borrow heavily from it. Even the importance of Shazam and the kind of Shazam twist right. is yes. also mm. in that Twilight. That's the thing uh, I was thinking pitch. of specifically. Yeah the the Billy Batson kind of uh, uh, twist. Uh, I think also uh, uh, Flashpoint kind of uh, uh, cribs a lot from Twilight of the Superheroes as well. Basically, anytime you see a DC where they go to a fucked up future, they like just steal a little here. <laughs> and steal there a little from, from Alan Moore, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> They're like well, we did buy it. We did buy the outline, so it's ours. So go ahead and use it. 
Um, but as far as this this comic goes, like I really did have a good time reading it, and I think it's paced really well. And I think I've been kind of like shitting on it, but I like do like Mark Wade. I just oh, yeah. this time in rereading it, I was like, this is not as smart as it wants to be, or as no. I was tricked into thinking it was as a teenager. <laughs> here's here's what I'll say about Mark Wade, and I think I've always felt this: he is pretty much the perfect comic book writer. Sure. But that's it. Mm, yeah. And like that like he he knocks it out of the park with, you know, what fits into the standard mainstream superhero comic yeah. book, but he's never going to give you anything more than that, than that. He's not even going to give you like graphic a n- decent graphic novel. Right. No. He's giving you like a really good monthly comic. He's consistent, yeah. but yeah. he doesn't really I I I'll, one exception, Empire by him. Pretty good, pretty good. Oh, pretty never interesting. Read it. I never read Empire. Uh, he has he has like an encyclopedic like knowledge yes. of like DC, you know, and his characters and history. So that's why it was just disappointing seeing again some of these characters that like I remember like there's that scene where Superman goes into the bar with to um like he does go to the Batcave to recruit Batman. He goes to this bar where all these younger heroes are to recruit and them. And he shoots up the all the alcohol. The alcohol with his laser. fucking narc. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Yeah, he's a fucking narc Superman is such a dork. He's so dork. So what Superman does is there's all these young heroes that have like kind of gained prominence. What he does is he goes and shows up at a club and destroys all their alcohol and then throws them all in a fucking gulag. <laughs> Superman yeah. is like so annoying. He really is. <laughs> but in that, in that whole scene, though there is like there's so many characters that like there's the creeper right i remember he's at the bar there's the human bomb who i remember there's this panel where he does a pull pull uh pull my finger gag and you know if you know the human bomb like he just explodes right so there are all these little characters that like you know again they don't they don't it's not about speaking lines i guess but i would have liked the like offshoots like hey what the fuck are some of these characters doing in this world you know but mm-hmm. I think Wade, because of his encyclopedic knowledge, he gets away with a lot of like the kind of like the 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 plot sacrificing because it's like if you're like a DC fan, it's just Easter eggs, right? Throughout the whole entire comic. And again, Alex Ross does a great job of like sneaking these things in the corner. But yeah, reading it again, I mean- like it just wasn't the writing was just like left a lot to be desired you know i i I think that you know there's a lot of love in this comic and that kind of gets them really far like i do think that mark wade and alex ross both do they both have this encyclopedic knowledge of dc comics and that comes from like their real love of dc comics and you know I think that that kind of buys it a lot is that you can tell that this is like these two guys, you know, trying to make you love DC characters. Uh, <laughs> even if I end up feeling like that's kind of a thin reason to make yet another comic book. But, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think that in reading this, like it is almost like joyful, like, you know, and you read also in the trade, like Mark Wade talks about, like he didn't ask for Batmite to be put in, you know, like uh, Alex Ross put Batmite in. You kind of get the sense from both of these guys that they're like trying to say to to show and do everything they can possibly do with DC Comics. And that does make it really cool and kind of joyous, uh, even if the plot itself is kind of goofy when you think about it for more yeah, than half a second. Yeah, because we haven't really got super into the plot. I mean, it's basically like 
the Legion of Doom comes back. Well, I, I guess that part is the mute, the uh, Humanity Liberation Front. So I think their yeah. initials are MLF somehow. MLF, but, yeah. Yeah, but it's basically <laughs> the Legion of Doom led by Lex Luthor uh, with help from Bruce Wayne, actually. They've basically yeah. decided, um, and also God has decided as well, <laughs> that it's time for the world to end because the 90s heroes are too extreme. It's never quite explained why the world will literally in because the superheroes are too just badass now it's just taking like uh for granted but that's what's yeah. happening and like the fate of humanity is decide is going to be decided by whether they can get rid of all the superheroes before the superheroes destroy all of them exactly. because the superheroes basically just like fight too much and cause too much property <laughs> damn it as if like, the older heroes weren't doing that in their original stories like just like <laughs> taking out a whole city you know what i mean by fighting star or some shit like that like okay whatever. and like it, and the inciting incident oh my god i forgot to mention it is basically it's like the rodney king video but like a superhero <laughs> fight it's like the new superheroes are beating up on parasite and parasite it's like no i'm not resisting i'm not resisting and he like and he like when he's flailing he busts open captain adam and it kills a million people literally a million, <laughs> a million people die people. immediately and 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 it's just like kind of casually reported on the news <laughs> a million people at once in the middle of america die and it doesn't really change all that much even superman when he hears about it is still like no nah, fuck those guys they were like <laughs> not me they were not nice to me the last time <laughs> going back man like now that you now that you say it man like yeah yeah, that was really like some Rodney King like type of like because I, I forget I think they're fighting like uh, Norman K, Norman K is walking down the street narrating and he runs into these heroes fighting and there's like a news bulletin you know which shows that yeah Kansas is basically gone it's supposed to be so so impactful because it's the breadbasket of like you know the United States and it's gonna create like food shortages and famine and shit like that but. Even Superman's response when Wonder Woman goes to him, like I would think that he would just have alerts on, you know what I mean? And like he would know at the yeah, he's fortress. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just farming, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't watch like he doesn't watch like CNN or anything like that. Yeah. From what I understand, Superman was from Kansas, and so everybody he know, like Pete Ross and like Lana Lang, are like all dead, and Superman the mermaid. Is like, well, like fuck them. They were like, like they like the '90s heroes better. Now, I do want to mention this comic came out in '96, so it's when you say this comic is a little bit conservative, reactionary. It's like very early to get mad about like '90s superheroes, like '96. Well, funny, like as you're saying what the plot of this is, which is literally that like God is saying that the world is going to end if these new heroes won't be can't be stopped. That's like Mark Wade and Alex Ross writing about Image Comics. They're <laughs> Like the world, like comics are gonna literally end if we can't stop all these fucking rude image comics character. <laughs> it's just so prescient how, like, you know, this like sort of seems like after the fact the commentary on which I don't know maybe Marvel has like you know colonized like superhero movies with its like kind of like um, Aaron Sorkin ish like Disneyfied feel, sure. but like yeah. it very much is like you know gritty and realistic versus like you know this is a superhero movie you know and i would say that like yeah man mark wade is like a bit of a reactionary like the crotchety old man saying like <laughs> i like when things were better back in yeah. the day you know 
yet like all like everything to me that has been interesting about dc is because of this grittier depiction of the future that they ripped a lot from with like later storylines you know yeah and just reading you know those image comics that we read on our last episode the first issues of um wildcats young blood um spawn and savage dragon i gotta say if i'm there's more ideas and like more politics and more <laughs> critiques about the actual real life world in those comics than in Kingdom Come, sad to say. Even though it's absolutely amazing, beautiful art, it is just a comic book about other comic books. And those other comic books <laughs> seem really kind of interesting in this uh, <laughs> depiction. And when you go back and reread them, they might have some amateurish elements to them, but they were like about the real world in some capacity. Even a comic like Savage Dragon or Youngblood like, has some kind of commentary. Like when a Shaft um the when shaft is like uh is tricked by the villain into um chasing after him like the villain is like filming him he's like saying oh look at look at him just like a cop beating up that innocent black kid that tricked him into oh, and then they like ambush him and it's like that's like rob leefeld you know having a little bit of commentary in there which i think you know if you're going to make this big prestige comic like when alan moore does it mark wade you gotta have something to say actually, other than just about comic books actually leslie you know what mark wade and alex ross did in uh kingdom comment instead of that scene where you know Liefeld at least like hints towards a little bit of like you know social awareness like what uh what Mark Wade and Ross do is that there's a scene where you see Batman's like drones policing Gotham and he chases after a bunch of they chase after a bunch of black kids right who yeah, have like yeah. robbed somebody you know what I mean this is like <laughs> 1996 you know it's like Jesus Christ dude yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think what's funny is like it, this, this comic again, it's like so many DC comics. Morrison does this a lot. There's so many DC comics that are just about DC comics. And I'm like, OK, I get it because I love DC comics, too. But maybe we should do a little bit more Dude, with our even, art. There's even a restaurant in the book, like which is I guess it's supposed well, to be like what uh, what restaurant is that like Planet Hollywood? Like Planet or Hollywood like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like literally all of these people that work there that dress up like your favorite nah, I golden did, age I like superheroes. That. I, I think that was like, a very fun I, scene. And, I think kind of like that too. It was it was very tongue in cheek and meta. It's, it's some that good could have been a better stuff. framing device. Imagine if that was the main framing device, like regular people going to this diner yeah. that the superhero. That would have been a little bit, you know, better than you know this kind of shoved in biblical message, which I never really just bought. Like you didn't have to. Like he kept trying to hammer home that Armageddon. Armageddon is coming. Armageddon is coming. Like, why? Just because you locked up all the all the villains in like Kansas? Like that doesn't like really like follow. You have a bunch of. Also, why couldn't the Spectre? I never got why. Like, I know like it was said, but why the Spectre couldn't pass judgment himself? Like, because he is like this omniscient being. I don't understand why he needed like a vessel like it's supposed to be wesley dodd sandman but then he dies and then apparently he passes on his apocalyptic visions onto norman mckay this regular guy and i mean i know it's supposed to be like the everyman you know who's now walking in this land of gods but it just didn't it didn't land especially when the all these characters are already like so incredibly powerful the specter especially i just it just didn't make any sense for me you know it's like why couldn't he be the one to say okay this is what's gonna happen and like you said leslie for what reason because superman you've exacerbated the situation and made it worse actually so you yourself brought on armageddon you know it's just like what the fuck dude? 
Yeah, I don't know. I again, I, I ultimately, I, I, I guess, I applaud Mark Wade for trying to, in some ways, put something personal into it. You know, with his own upbringing, uh, with Catholicism and everything. But I ultimately oh, kind of feel like the the framing, you know. It just didn't really add that much for me and feels a little bit sort of just pretentious and for its own sake. You know, in this discussion, I'm just thinking like, so where does Kingdom Come sit with the, these other great comic books? I'm thinking about like Dark Knight Returns, right? Mm. You Whatever you want to say about Frank Miller's politics, he's try, he's going for it. He's exploring the left and the right and he's talking about the real world. Obviously, yeah. Alan Moore does as well. Is Kingdom Come one of the, you know, the main first prestige books which actually has nothing to say like at all like i feel uh, it like, has, like it has something to say it has something to say about the real world because in the real world image comics was created <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it, it, it's it just feels like now i'm just looking at like where like because i feel like this book holds up with these other books but like it really on this reread it just doesn't the writing does not the writing does not the art say. the art the is art great does. and 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 i do think it kind of is like a even even aside from just it being painted like i think that you know the sort of design he does on the page the way the panels sort of work mm. and flow into each other like it's not just painting from pictures because other people have tried to do that too and it doesn't come off as well like alan moore is a very very talented you know designer too but yes i i definitely think the story does not hold up even close to what I thought to what I thought it was going to be. I don't even think it's one of one of Alan or one of uh, uh, Mark Wade's you know best comics. I actually think he's kind of better suited, like you were saying, Leslie, to this month to month thing. Like I do love like a I love a sixty issue run by Mark Wade. Like I like yeah. a flash. You know he can really yeah. just live in it like a weekly series kind of or like a monthly series. Um, this one I don't know. It kind of just felt a little like. You know, yeah, the story is kind of not quite there. Yeah, I feel like we've been so harsh on it, even though it is a great book and everybody like should it. read it. Yeah, I'll reread like it, it again. It. I but it. I you was know. just surprised, honestly, at the story being like, I was like, that. I, that's why I kind of like have hung on it so much here is I was just like, as I was reading it, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, like, like I really like, I was bamboozled. <laughs> I was bamboozled as a fucking kid, man. You, you, you know one thing that could have been more interesting when I was reading, rereading it, I was thinking a lot about Matrix Resurrections, right? And I was thinking uh -huh. a lot about how Resurrections, like Lana Wachowski, like, you know, whatever people want to say about it, what she did that I think was effective is that she took this this theme about um, recursion and about like kind of like, um, you know, like um, repeating things and why is it that in culture this is what we do. And it's a very metatextual kind of thing that she does and she plays around with themes, right? And this one, it was more like, Oh, nostalgia is good. The past is what's best, you know? We should just return mm -hmm. to the way things were because they were better. Mm -hmm. And that, like, <clears throat> to me, was inherently reactionary because, yeah. I mean, it just made it kind of seem like, so is the future bad just because of the passage of time? Like, just uh -huh. as, a, as a function? Or is it bad, like, qualitatively? Like, what are you actually trying to say? And you're right, Jack. Like, I was so bamboozled when I was rereading <laughs> this. I was like, dude, I, like, love this shit as a kid where, like... <laughs> 
I was like, like I love to tell people about this book. I'm like, yo, you know, Jay Z named his album Kingdom Come after this fucking copy <laughs> book, yo. You should read this shit. And then I'm reading it. I'm like, God damn, man. Like, I, this is just not that great. The writing isn't it, that great. It's just, it's just like, I still would tell people to read it. I just, yeah. I would just be like, it's a dumb fucking 90s comic. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. not that, that far is really the funny from thing the writing. It's, it's just, it's it like, is a dumb it 90s is, comic. It's the dumb 90s comic that is trying to critique in some ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like, it almost, it also is from the same era and is kind of dumb in a lot of the same ways it's like this comic doesn't have anything to say about the real world and if you try to glean insight about the real world the those ideas would not be good you know what i yes, mean like yes. if you're like try to apply it to the real world you're like so things were better wait, back like when america is like in the 50s and 20s and stuff like that and wait like, let me ask y'all a question real you know, quick let me ask you you make me think something let me ask y'all a question you think if you think uh, you think this could have been written I mean anything could have been written after 9-11 but this came out pre-9-11 right I'm imagining yeah. that this if this was like conceived of and written after 9-11 I could imagine that it would be even more reactionary than it already is you know? I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it, it definitely it would definitely would be a lot more embarrassing to reread because a lot of stuff from back then. But it would also be a lot more like bloodthirsty. Like I think it would be more like there are super terrorists and like we need to do what it takes, even if like you need to do torture. Like we would have torture instead of just the gulag uh, <laughs> post nine eleven. Yeah, Big Barda would have been actively torturing people in the gulag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't it fucked up though that they make Scott Free build the prison? Like that's the most yeah. fu- one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Yeah, he like, grew up in a prison and had to learn how to escape it. That is like so fucked. And they don't really like explore it at all. Like it's all again like that's it's like, like a lot of these Harriet ideas. Tubman in charge of a plantation. <laughs> A lot of these ideas, if they were like played out as darkly as they kind of are suggested, then you'd be like, damn, this is like a crazy work. But instead, Mark Wade just kind of thinks these characters are such good guys that we don't really grapple with any of like what is really going on in this well, comic. Well, like actually, like you, you just really brought up something interesting, y'all. It's just like kind of like. You know, Scott, uh, uh, what's his name? Mr. Miracle. I forget his full name, but yeah. it, uh, Mr. Scott Miracle. Free. Scott Free, right? Of course, Scott Free, right? Like, there's <laughs> that there's that part where uh, Superman goes to dark, uh, goes to Apocalypse, and uh, you think he's talking to Darkseid, but he's talking to Orion, right? Who now kind is like... Kind of a like, sick part, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Kind of sick. Yeah, actually, that part was really fucking cool. because there's <laughs> Actually, I, I want to mention that's not in the original release. That was in paperback. And that's like one of the best parts in the that comic book, obviously. That is one of the sickest parts, yeah. What? Really? That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But like, you know, he says something like, if you, if you want to uh, find a way to free a mind from the shackles of fear... Then you have to go to like, you know, the way that Wade sets it up, you know, it's already coming. You know, it's going to be Mr. Miracle, right? If you're paying attention. And then it's like, yeah, the guy who's like most adept at like supernaturally at getting away from traps is now making this prison. And it's kind of like, okay, so Mark Wade, like what you're trying to say is that, you know, this younger generation, they've gone too far to the extreme. But all these older heroes have become like this perverted, inverted version of themselves, which doesn't really want to make me fucking see anything else about them. You know, like, yeah, I agree. Except Batman, I guess. Yeah, they all kind of, except Batman, which is like, like, fashion state, I I get that, yeah. (laughs) But that's still Batman. Hey, look, Batman's still cool. He's (laughs) got a big robot. Yeah, he's still Batman. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, when you look at, you know, Watchmen or The Killing Joke, Joke 
or etc you know go down the list they're trying to question the original heroes Decon- i mean people mm. complain about deconstruction but hey i think it produces some pretty good da- uh pretty uh, goddamn good comics when yeah. you're not really deconstructing and you're adding these more extreme elements like oh well scott free is going to build a prison and then you just next idea next page and you don't explore it it just creates like a comic that is also in a lot of ways is darker than like any of those other comics and when you really think about it like superman just is like this comic like red sun feels a lot less lot lighter because you know when superman is like taking over and he's being a bad guy and people commentate on it in this comic is kind of just accepted like matter of factly well of course superman gets uh pissed off at how extreme the new heroes are so he goes to the un and says he's taking over the world yeah we need real like we need this authoritarian strong we need this literal authoritarian literal strong man to come in yo that's such a good point dude because like that's such a good point because it, it really is like you you are presented with this idea that like, okay, Batman's forces are the more democratic ones, right? And they're the ones that are trying to give humanity back to the people. But this whole entire fucking book is literally about trapping oneself in the past, like whitewashing the past, right? Yeah. And then like letting these superheroes get off the hook and then return as saviors because it's like, yo, Superman, you've been gone for how long? For like how for like ten years, you know, it's just yeah, it's incredibly like you know, and I know we keep ragging on it, but I guess that's that's the thing about like you know this text is it was very formative for me. Just like I mean, even as a writer, to be honest with you, you know, even as just as a fiction writer, right? Like I really thought that Mark Way is playing around with these like you know these big ideas, but it really is just this old dude who just kind of is like I like the way that things used to be. It's like a diss track. It's, yeah, like, it it's a re it's it a is. reconstruction of the de- it's like a reconstruction after the deconstruction of comics you know that yeah. alan moore started so it's yeah, like right. it's wade building back up and saying that well we need to dispel dispel with like you know these gritty darker times right as a reflection of actually what was happening in society i guess but you're right leslie it becomes even more grim and depressing you know, to think that, yeah, these characters actually aren't the heroes that we thought they were by the end of the novel. Right. That, but they have to be stewarded by Norman McKay, this fucking normal guy who's supposedly going to be the one to tell them, like, you know, pass judgment. You know, it's kind of bullshit. Well, well uh, let me add on the epilogue where you see uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman in the diner, which, you know, firmly places us in the return camp. That was also added on after oh, the original wow. publication. And I do want to say, we didn't mention uh, Diana's storyline, which is yes. bizarre because if you actually look at it, they're like, she is told by the Amazons that, hey, you were sent to humanity to bring them peace and you <laughs> haven't done shit. We're firing you and we're meant to feel sorry for her, even though it is objectively true. She, in yeah, she the text up. of the comic now yeah. I know you don't want to ask the question of Diana like hey if you're such a good ambassador for bees how come you how come you spend all your time like punching people in the face because that just kind of breaks the character that's just exactly. one of the things we accept but yeah. when you do ask the question in the comic and confront it like why would she be reinstated she still sucks by the end she hasn't <laughs> done anything except like try to kill like build a cool gulag <laughs> exactly, exactly literally yeah. literally and she lies to superman too about this 
and like just straight up just willing to be fascistic yeah like oh oh i think we didn't even yeah, mention they were trying to build the fucking gulag in fucking in, atlantis in atlantis like like a fucking oh, guantanamo yeah. bay and then they even went to apocalypse and, and, and everybody said no they were gonna literally send them all to hell it's like let's build a jail their first choice was like we're gonna build a jail in hell for uh, uh, no, underwater first and then underwater hell. then hell wait i don't understand why like okay so green lantern has this fucking citadel this floating citadel above earth why like wouldn't they just like I mean, I guess that would have been, but fuck it. You guys already want to build a gulag, right? Designed yeah. by like this this escape artist. Like, why not just send them into space? You know I what do I mean? wonder a little why Green Lantern needs to have that big giant castle when he just, it seems to be only him there. And <laughs> no, he's it's sitting only on him. just a throne. Like, I don't really get the point of the whole big castle, but it's cool well, that's, looking. See, that's another thing where I think it would have been expanded upon if this. Uh, comic book if they had more time if they this had was more a 12 space. issue yeah, one and it yeah. wasn't a guy issue, yeah. taking forever to paint every single frame and all that i mean that's really like the double-edged sword of this is like what makes it good is the art but that's also why it's only four issues long and has to really yeah. like kind of keep it pretty spartan so i should mention ruins which was supposed to be like this dark version of Mar marvels which was by uh warren ellis and they had like started off with painted art but it took so long that they ended up having like three or four different artists in the second issue and when you're counting on this very cinematic storytelling with this mm. high 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 level of art if that art doesn't pan out if that art doesn't take uh, it takes too long or if you have to switch you know right. artists midstream which has happened a lot in these cases the writing does not carry the comic almost in every yeah. circumstance i found yeah you, you know what i i've also too revisiting this i i didn't realize that it was only four issues right like when i like you know got the files i was like dude it felt like it was like a six issue comic and i guess <laughs> i guess that's just a function of time passing too but you know, again, because Wade didn't get enough, have enough time to explore all these issues, there was so much like packed into it. Like there was, this was really paradoxical reading it because there's so much packed into each issue, but it's not a lot packed not into a lot each of story. issue. It's not a lot there's of story. It's not a lot of story. You know what I, I mean? Think there's yeah. a lot of world. There's a lot of world packed into each issue, yes. but not a lot of story. Like yeah. it is clear that Alex Ross had a lot, a whole lot of world he came up with, but I think the plot that takes us through that world is ultimately pretty thin. It actually has a, a significant amount of back matter if you get like the super expanded yeah. edition. I had a lot of fun looking through that stuff actually. Yeah, that was cool. Ex yeah, it explains every all the background characters and gives them little bios and stuff. And some of this stuff is pretty interesting as well thought out. Clearly they meant to do more with these characters. Mm. Just didn't work out. One of my favorite uh, I think my favorite bastard in all this, Americando, which looks yes. like a character out of martial <laughs> law or, or you know some kind of 2000 <laughs> AD shit. And it's such a cool character um, and very, very but at, at the end of the day it's like so you're saying why are you saying this type of character is bad because this type of character we're not supposed to like that type of character when yeah. we when the character the artists drawing that type of character are mocking like the u.s military industrial complex i think they have so, an actual nazi in there too right von bach there's a character oh yeah, named von bach who's a little nazi oh my god in fact we're meant to be kind of upset when the one Nazi gets stabbed, and then at the, <laughs> the other Nazi, whose body is literally a swastika.
Africa where there's like a scene after the battle where he survives right. and it's kind of like he's hanging on and he's smiling. It's like, oh, he, he survived the conflict, even though most of the heroes die. The Nazi, he literally <laughs> with the swastika and just survives. Like, fine, I guess we can all just get along. <laughs> well, that's another thing, too. And I mean, like, I know we've like been jumping around, but the end of it, man. Like, when we get towards the end of it and with the whole, like, this whole superhero war and this clash with uh, Billy Batson versus Superman, and then he, like, goes to the UN, he's about to tear it down. Yo, for a minute, like, I was kind of nihilistic, but I was like, yeah, he should have just done that, you know? It should have yeah. just ended <laughs> there. I mean, that would have been, like, cooler. Like, honestly, if it ended with being, like, and so what happened is, like, the superheroes, like, just rule over the ashes of <laughs> humankind and have kept them in line, I'd be like, damn, that's, like, a crazy ending, you know? That really is, like, biblical and, you know, <laughs> apocalyptic and everything, but... <clears throat> no, they end up kind of like calming. Like it is just bizarre that Superman went to the UN and even like busted up the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like it feels like almost at that point that's like enough to make everyone scared of superheroes forever. Yeah, it's just like it's it's like it's kind of like you know you have this superhero war that's consuming the Earth, and yeah, I guess the logical conclusion of superheroes, as Alan Moore would tell us, is that yeah, they're fascist. So it just kind of would have made made sense. Yeah, like Leslie, you're pulling it up now, like. What it looks like almost the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. Like post like near apocalyptic <laughs> event, man. That yeah. guy, by the way, the guy whose body is a swastika. I'm looking in the back. Oh matter. my god, his, it literally is a name, swastika. His name is in fact swastika. That's his name. <laughs> his, and uh, he his survives name is to live in the Garden of Eden <laughs> with like the rest of the surviving superheroes. Wow. Jesus Christ, dude. It's literally a swastika. Yo, I mean, maybe, I don't know how I didn't pick that up today, but as a kid, I would not have picked that up. But that's insane. It's insane that Alex Ross painted yeah. a guy with a tattooed <laughs> swastika on him. Yeah, then this is a big deal DC comic, anyway. And he, uh, and he uh, provides, like, comic relief. Comic DC. relief. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. bumped and does a little mug. In the same yeah. frame as Black Lightning. Uh, <laughs> no, no, and Jakeem Thunder. Oh, I think it's Jakeem Thunder. Yeah, he's in wow. the same panel, man. Oh, Jesus. All right. Jeez. Well, I think that's enough of <laughs> diving in to this comic. I think we, we peered a little bit too deep into the bit <laughs> on this one. But, Eric, thank you so much for jo joining us. Where can people yeah. find you? Uh, people can find me at the Trillbillies. Uh, that's uh, at the Trillbillies on Twitter. Or you can check out Paradoomer. Um, that's my account on Twitter, my personal account. And uh, if you go to my Twitter, my personal account, please check out my Substack. Uh, it's called Space and Light. And um, I'm trying to write a little more and do more uh, media, like critique commentary. So, um, yeah, just check me out. And um, thanks so much for having me, guys. Like, again, like uh, I'm a big fan of your show. And there are not a lot of shows uh, that do media analysis, but from a leftist perspective with humor. So you guys like do a great fucking job with that. So thank you again, man. Thank you so That's much. That's so nice. Thank you. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. That was Struggle Session. Have a good one. Peace. Later. Peace.
like what you hear, want to hear more, check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.